0: G'day and welcome to the Mailbag, the Sin City Review podcast for the Rose Hill Golden Eagle meeting on Saturday. Rob Scarry and Mark Roden are joining me on the line. Mark Roden, we'll start with yourself. What did you think? What did you make of Golden Eagle Day?
1: Um, I'm in, a bit, in two minds, a little bit, to be honest. Uh, it was a great race. It was a good race and um, an exciting race, and an amazing ride from Bossy to get, get the cash yet again. It just didn't have the... I've spoken in recent weeks that I thought Everest Cork Hill Cup Day worked really well. This one didn't quite have the same feel to me. It really looked like uh, Sydney was overplaying their hand, trying too hard, because, you know, it's, a, it's such a huge day in Melbourne. And it, and especially with the, um, the coverage split between two free-to-air channels, it really was like um, it was competing and, um, you know, rather than complimenting on Saturday. So, um, yeah, they... I don't know what they're going to do going forward, but um, that it didn't seem to quite fit to me. In terms of how the track played? Um, it was pretty standard old-school Rose Hill, I thought. Up and off was was fine. Um, certainly prefer on pace to um, second half of the field, that's for sure.
0: And Rob Scarry, what was the crowd like on course there at Rose Hill?
2: Uh, probably about 15,000, maybe a bit less. It, it felt like uh, like a Rose Hill Guineas day, Something you know... Is a decent crowd, um, you know, a lot, lot of people out there just just drinking and getting on as usual. But you know, I say that every week. Um, yeah, it was a good day. The track played well. Um, you know, I had a really good day personally. Couldn't quite finish off, but um, we got off to a flyer in the first few races. You know, but you know, of course, I went there wanting to be conservative in the first race after um, you know blowing half my stack the previous two weeks, and of course, you know, we nailed it and we're conservative. So you know, yeah, live it- and learn.
1: Uh, big difference though, this wasn't a two year old race. Yeah, true that. And I looked, I
2: saw Ferretti come up, you know, 250, and I'm like, fuck, I want to bet here.
1: Yeah.
0: And we'll get into that race in just a moment. Uh, we're going to be reviewing races one, three, six, seven, and eight across the Rose Hill meeting. So we will jump into that first race over the 1400 meters. Rule the world was the horse that uh, got yourself off to a flyer, Rob. And the subscribers, in terms of the data, they've gone 6.9 lengths fast to the 600, so that is quite a, a, a fast tempo there up front. And all the horses down to Ferretti, so seven of the nine have broken class benchmark. Uh, we'll start with you, Rob. Obviously, you found rule the world in the numbers and a strong bet to start the card.
2: Yeah, just look, you know, it, it's a, it's a scopey type of guri, you know, it's it's got a bit of a frame on it. I think I said that after its first prep, I thought this, this horse might, you know, progress 14, 1,600 metres, might even be better for it. She just came back really well, really relaxed, um, whereas, you know, Ferretti got really hot again, um, you know, the stallion chain. And, uh, yeah, so we, we, I liked him. Um, I thought this, the little thing that came second, we had a small play on it. It looked completely at top, very relaxed, grand piano ran well. And I think we had something on the horses come last autocratic. Um, mm. I wouldn't mind having uh, a look where that goes. I think it had no chance the way the race was run and he's a half decent type. Um, I've, I've read, there's a bit of an unlucky story for this Indy car. Um, good for me, bad luck for them, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Um I guess uh, I'm not sure who who you played Mark but um yeah it was this is a great start and I think this horse can be followed rule the world I think it's it's you know it's now 3 for 3 so you know I don't think we're getting near $6 on betfair again for it in a similar field.
1: Mark did you play in the race? I, I did. I didn't uh, I didn't send out a tip at 9 a.m. I a bit like Robo I, I like the look of the race as a betting prospect because Ferretti was so short. I mean um for me other than he's SP figures, he sort of had nothing to justify him being the price he was in the early market anyway Um, and Rule the World was the one I wanted to be on but I just found it a bit hard to pull the trigger at 9am on a first up and not knowing anything about it when um, Rob um, gave the word I was happy to have a bet on him and that was a a nice result uh, for me Um, IndyCar was unlucky I don't know if you saw his first up win at Newcastle, his last 100 was sensational, he came from last or nearly last that day um, but he's obviously got to turn a foot and a fair bit of ability, but he might be one of those horses, you know, one of those get break, get back, heartbreak uh, style of horses that always like Twitter up. I think.
0: Rob, what do <laughs> you make of IndyCar as a
2: type? Oh, I left him out of the numbers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, not not much. Um, I, I think it would be better with another prep. Um, but yeah, not not really one that grabbed my eye. Um, yeah, this, you know, the Ferretti is a $2 million colt and he's, he's got a lot of quality about him. But, um, yeah, obviously, he's got mental issues or uh, ability issues. I'm not sure. Maybe a bit of both. Okay. All right. We'll Maybe Gel the fucker. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's, that's basically what you're saying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Race three was over 1,500 metres. Asterius uh, continued the good tipping from Rob Scurry, J-Mac, Chris Waller. Uh, in terms of data, they've gone very slow here. 6.1 lengths slow to the 600. And as a result, none of the horses have broken class benchmark. Uh, Mark, anything in for yourself in race three?
1: Yeah, good result for me. Um, it was a hard race to watch. They absolutely walked. And then um, those who'd been suited by that up front uh, sort of grubbed to the line, really, in the straight. So it was, it was left for something like Listerius to, uh, fortunately for me and for Rob, get over the top of them. Um Interestingly, that takes his second-up record to four starts for three wins, and all the three wins have been at the Rosehill 1500. So, bit of a bit of a stat for you there. But, um, the Asterius's win was good, despite the figures being poor. He can go a lot better than that in when he's better set up by the pace. Um, the one that was really interesting, and this was a little a little go the second horse, Mr. Reckless, the stablemate, and. Uh, Star thoroughbred source actually of the winner. I, I heard Charlie Duckworth on the radio in the morning give a strong push with this. I couldn't, it was terrible first up, but he said, Oh, it was half fit that day and he's down and waiting, and blah blah blah. And I thought, Oh, righto, but they, they put well, someone's put their money on and he's gone within an inch of winning. Um, again, uh, with maybe a jockey change and the right setup, uh, he's certainly ready to win. Rob, your
2: thoughts out of the yard in race three. Uh, so, so I had, uh, the winner on top from the third horse Turnbury which I'd found again, um, I had units on him first up and he ran tailed off. Um, so I was, I was keen to, you know, employ the Glen Pollitt, you know, tailed off to, to back, but, um, yeah, the data said, said no, uh, he's run really well. Um, Mr. Reckless, not a bad type. Gray, um, you know, I could have had him in the numbers, just just left him out. I, th- I think he can improve. Again, this is another case I just wanted to bet because uh, the kingdom come, the fave, um, just looked a bit bloody lethargic, a bit, bit over it to me in the yard. Um, Shout out to one of the followers, Josh, who who uh, who backed it. Um, I kind of pointed that out to him, and I think he wants to get on betfair.com.au to to get out of his bet um, because yeah, it it uh, never looked likely after not getting control, and um, yeah, he was sitting next to me going, ah, <laughs> "This is over." Um, but yeah, look, it was it was it was um, yeah, it was a good race, you know. Off, off to a flyer, stereo. I think I said perfect Waller, which is. You know, I said that about Colding as well, but, you know, I didn't have back that. But, um, yeah, running, looking well, running well. Had a bit of a strut about him. Um, superstar Bob, complete top, very disappointing, is a bit like that. Uh, Aquadavina looked a bit sore and stiff to me in the yard. Um, yeah, so, yeah, look, i uh, will be interested to see where the first, second, and third horse goes. Everything else after that, I don't want to borrow. Okay. Very good. Race six was the Rose Hill Gold
0: Cup over 2,000 metres. Tally was the victor. Bless you, Rob Scurry. In terms of the data, they've gone even here. 0.4 lengths fast to the 600. None of the horses have broken the class benchmark on the way home. Uh, Rob, you're pretty keen um, on this Scalloper, and you obviously unloaded as a result.
2: Yeah, look, um, I had a third in the numbers behind um, Happy Clapper the other day, and um, he just looked like half a run short to me then. Uh, so I was, um, you know, he, he was, you know, he was, I was almost thinking about backing him. I actually did have a, uh, an all up bet, which included him into shadow hero, which sadly didn't come off, but, um, yeah, Tally just, just, he had a real strut about him, uh, in the yard, you know, come on, J-Mac, he'd map well. And, you know, I was actually surprised by the price. I, I thought he'd, he'd, you know, it's more of a, like a $3 chance, uh six to four chance, uh, on form, on looks, I guess he's a bit of a non-winner mark.
1: Yeah, that was the thing. I overthought this. I ended up not betting. Um, But it was one of those ones. You you go back after the race and go, yeah, of course, obviously. You know, he's he's, uh, got with a head of happy crap last time, really savaging the line, too, at his top. Yeah, I mean, just after the race, it was, yeah, it was obvious. He was the one. And and, and I remember... Sorry?
2: I remember us talking about that race and they went like really fast that race and yes. you know that's good form you know fast run races are usually the the ones you can follow so um he never looked like losing really um, didn't, I, no, I, I, no. I was cheering at the at the 300 and that 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 orgasmic zone where you're, you're on the winner you know it's you know it's gonna win you got you got the units on you, you, yeah I, I've had a decent bet on it as well so it was it was, it was high, high fives at this point. Um, yeah, I, I was flying. I don't think I'd ever been higher than than this point on a racetrack, and then going into <laughs> Shad, Shadow Hero because I had all up the first winner into this into Shadow Hero. I was uh, I was well in front, and uh, yeah. Anyway, didn't didn't quite work out. Shadow Hero. Talk about that later.
1: One of the things that threw me in this race was that um, didn't they put up Antilles equal favourite or something in import? I couldn't find it at all, and I'm thinking, what have I missed here? And that sort of clouded my. Out my opinion on the race from that point on, I think. And then, of course, Antilles was totally unwanted on, on the day.
2: Yeah, it just didn't look like much. And, you know, I think I had Dealmaker. You'll remember him, Peter's perfect Waller on Epsom Day. He'd, he'd, he'd gone to, I might change uh, at top Waller to today or never Waller. And he looked like that. He, he You know, he had lines all over him like muscle you know but he just lacked that little bit of condition that i like in Waller horses. so again I, I was happy to take him on at the price and who else was there you know i think we had morton's fork in the numbers which has run pretty well but um yeah it was it was bloody good race bloody exciting loved it all
1: right we'll second was get... one all right another dollar who's got some decent form over a trip another wallahorse another Did
2: horse. You look all, all right. uh, I i missed it um, but yeah, like, like, you yeah, not totally my top. I think all eyes on tally here for me. Um, and you know, I had probably made up my mind after about one and a half laps of the yard that this was an unload job. You might remember Peter called you up. Yep. Said, we're betting here. We're betting. I'm excited. <laughs> <By> the cannon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, it was it was great. But look, I think Waller's got the, the trifecta here. Um, yeah, the Lord Mayor as well. I, he looked well. Um, you know, Chapada, what a disappointing horse he is. Yeah. Looks, looks pretty good. Um, he, he can improve. I thought he did look a run short. Um, so maybe, you know, I'll probably find him if he's running in Sydney in a couple of weeks. But, um,
1: My yeah. opinion, a tracker. His two best runs have been soft heavy. Yeah, I don't okay. know if he looks that kind of type. But he, he ran second in the um, the 2,000 metre race for the three-year-olds last spring at Caulfield. And he ran third in the Rose Hill Guineas. Both wet tracks, both 2,000 metres. What that's yeah. He does. He, he doesn't look like a wet tracker.
2: He's, he's, he's got a bit bit of meat on the bones. He's quite a strong type, but um, maybe New Zealand bred for memory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Tally, you will probably have to go up in class. Um, maybe they'll they'll run him at the end of the carnival on that. What is it? The the Queen Elizabeth on What's the 2500, 2500 meter race. You'll probably run into um, you know some half decent imports. Okay,
0: well, we'll head to the main event on the day, which is the Golden Eagle 1500 metres. They've gone five lengths faster than the average to the 600, and the first five across the line, so that's down to Arcadia Queen, have broken the class benchmark. Uh, Mark Rubin, will start with yourself. Did you have much interest in this race from a betting point of view going into the event?
1: Um, I didn't. I couldn't, the market was just, I couldn't find a way through the market. Again, after the race polling, you. Well, whatever won it, you could, you could make the case for yeah. I think. But uh, I didn't want to be on Arcadia Queen at the price. I didn't want to be on Brutal from the Barrier. Um, I was unsure about Classique Legend at 1500. Coling was the one that actually ticked all the boxes, but um, at their best, at what they'd shown so far, I had the others actually in front of him. But, you know, he was sort of the pick by default if the, um, if the others didn't go to their best. And it seems like that's what might have happened. Although... Um, he would have been the best thing beaten of all time he got stood in his head twice in the straight um, against that he was able to come through in the the right spot you know make, making his run sort of pinching ground inside but uh still a remarkable effort to overcome those um those uh, setbacks um i think that the strength of the on-pace bias is demonstrated by sunlight holding on for a second who i don't think anyone had as a 1500 meter horse especially leading like that and she's put, held on to beat everything back holding so I think that just demonstrates that on pace was definitely a plus.
0: Rob, uh, you mentioned Colding looked perfect. Waller in the yard, but obviously it would have been a pretty even race, I imagine, from a yard perspective.
2: Oh mate, yeah, some some really good types. Even even this behemoth, he he's a real kind of jig jogger. He is a bit of a behemoth, big solid type. He look he looked well, and he, his bet for SP is one hundred and sixty dollars, and he's in he's nearly run a hole. Um, so this is – I kind of um, caused a bit of a stir here to the subscribers. The one time I didn't send out the mail, um, I wanted three units on Arcadia Queen or something, and um, I sent <laughs> out three units on Sunlight, um, who did look fantastic, but, you know, just she's just a sprint type. She's, 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 yeah. she's, a, she's a beast of a, fil- of a, of a mare, but, um, yeah, I couldn't fold her, um, but I I'd left her out of the numbers just in my head. You know, you, you have these um, – you know, you just – and look, I just couldn't find her as, as a, you know, I probably overrated this Arcadia Queen, you know, fallen for a bit of the hype. Um, not that she got the greatest run, I thought. She was sort of bumping away. The one that really irks me, though, is Mizzy. Um, had her in the numbers, third in the numbers. Um, she's just presented beautifully every start. And um, she did again, stood out against this field. And, you know, $12.50 the place. I've, missed a, I've certainly missed a trick there. Um, but yeah, it looks, it's love, love, lovely types of horses, you know, poor old brutal. What did he do? Miss the start or something? He, he just never, never looked likely. Um, and maybe the inevitable little, little, little pony of a thing has come to the top is end. Um, for seeker look, actually looked better the start before. Um, so I'm a bit, bit concerned upon her. um, the, the imports looked all right, um, but not quite there. This Beat LeBon. Um, just, just kind of shorter run. I wouldn't be dropping off it. Uh, it can probably improve. Uh, but uh, look, I think we talked about most of them, haven't we? Yeah. And Gem Song, again, coat glistening. You remember it's coat in, uh, at the Epsom Pete. It yep. looked the same. But, um, yeah, just maybe it's, it's had
1: enough this time in. Just on Mizzy, she's a classic example of a horse with the perfect racing pattern for... Australian conditions, you know, she puts herself in the race over, you know, any trip and luck's out of the equation then. So you think, oh, she was flattered, she was flattered. She's been flattered every start because she's got such a solid racing pattern and she always gives herself every chance. So they're great horses to back if you can find them.
2: And she parades, she parades perfect every start. Uh, I I think I've had her, she's been a bit of a good result for us a couple Mm -hmm. of times. I think she held off uh, poor old champagne cuddles one week, unfortunately, but, you know, I found her in the run. You know, she's a great horse to, you know, get on in play. Um, as, yeah, she tries a little guts out. Love her. Colding, yeah, perfect waller. Um, just for me, not without giving too many yard secrets away. Um, just just, just like a little bit upright uh, in, in the way he walks, but um, that might be just him.
0: What are we doing with Arcadia Queen going forward? I mean, she's had three runs over in Sydney so far, this preparation, and still on the punting form, adjusted figures yet to come anywhere near what she produced in that Kingston Town Classic back here in Perth. Uh, I wouldn't mind suggesting that she possibly goes out for a break knowing that the owner is quite conservative and possibly she even comes back to Perth. But going oh. forward, do we? what do we make of this preparation?
2: You're Disappointing.
1: You know, just the wrong plan. Uh, stick her out right now and set her for the Queen Elizabeth because I reckon she's a you know, prepared properly, given the right prep. She's a top-class 2,000-metre horse, and she should have been set for the Cox Plate this time. I don't think she would have beaten the Japanese horse, but she probably would have run second. I will be interested to see if she
0: stays in the same stable for next season. I don't know anything, but um, just whether or not that uh, the the manner in which they were riding her, that's not necessarily the, the way that most of the stable horses tend to be ridden. Um not yep. sure if there was a few little yeah. issues behind the scene. I wouldn't be completely shocked if she reverted back to uh the, the Williams team back in WA for the next prep, but we'll wait and see.
2: Yeah. Well one thing Walla's done is you told me that she has a real towy thing. Really? Um, he did have two two strappers on her, but she's really calmed down in the yard. Um, like on the first day when she won, she had that she was pretty pretty towy. Um, not sure, you know, she was totally flattered on the day with the bias and everything, but um, yeah, she's so Wallace calmed her down, but maybe, maybe she, she's better with a bit of um pep in her step, a bit, bit more of a psycho, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, this is you know, the greed's got him here. Um, I, I don't know if Bob Peters needs the money that badly, but the, you know, they've just been bedazzled by the 21 million total prize money on offer in these two races, and they were, you could argue the golden eagle, eagle fitted into uh could have fitted into a preparation for it, but
0: the Everest was never going to be a suitable race. Yeah. Well, we'll round it off with race eight, the Red Zill Stakes, over 1,300 metres. Uh, Pierrata has got the victory here, but they've gone very slow. They're 5.8 length slow to the 600. None of the horses are broken class benchmark. Uh, I was invested heavily on trekking coming into this mm. race, and... Uh, frustrating watch I'll put it that way um, just given the lack of speed overall in the race uh, Mark we'll start with yourself anything in race 8 for yourself
1: yeah I was I was the same as you Peter I was heavily invested in trekking my I, I thought he was the best bet of the day I just thought he was in white hot form career best form great win at Caulfield then through the roof in the Everest ran straight past Pierato who I know made a little bit of traffic but I thought well up to 1300 now this just looks sensational um yeah, and the pattern of the day and the speed put paid to him, unfortunately. And also, the, um, um, the ride from T-Berry and the change of tactics on, on as won in the race. I mean, I wish more jockeys would do this. Say, so, OK, we're going forward. We have to go forward for the lack of speed and the pattern. And if we have to sit three wide, we're going to sit three wide. And it did him no harm at all. Mm. And, you know, if he goes back from 11, sits second last or something, he does not win.
0: True that. Rob,
2: you've found tracking on top. Yeah, uh, this irks me because I had Pierrata on top in the Everest. Um, uh, I just didn't think he looked quite as good um, as he did on Everest Day. But, you know, we're only talking 1% or 2%. Or I don't even know how I factor that. But he just didn't grab me quite like he did. Like his coat was like you could eat off it that day. It was like that glistening and shiny um, and just perfect. Anyway, um, this 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 is, you know, they've, they've come, I've had a small play on on champagne cuddles half decent play on trekking at the 200. I actually thought he might win,
1: yeah.
2: uh, trekking. It certainly looming up. Um, I, th- I th- thought, uh, horses. I want to follow out of the race would probably be Kappa Jack. Um, I think he's come back. Um, it's just coming along really, really slowly. And, um, I think third, fourth up, he, he might be ready to, to show something, you know, he's, he's run pretty well here. Um, you know, Champagne Cuddles is as good as I've seen her. She's run another honest race, but as Mark keeps saying, absolute nonny. Stand mm. her out for third. She probably still thinks she's run third here. <laughs> um, uh, look, I, I uh, yeah, and Deprive, you know, I, I actually laid at the place, so it could have been a bit of a strip for me this race, but it wasn't because uh, he just didn't look quite as um it looked like he lost a bit of condition um and i thought he was sort of today or never or even over the top and he's run really well so i've sort of scraped through there not had a complete strip but probably deserved it um (laughs) yeah couldn't a bit annoying you know we we have such a a good start to the day and and, you know i don't think i was um valuing the units late in the day quite as well as i was early in the day you know i was was a bit conservative early and i was a bit what is it optimistic late? A bit, a bit reckless late, so <laughs> a bit loose late, yeah. Well, I guess you can do that if you're you know 300 percent up and you're trying to you know you're trying to make a pile, but um, yeah, look, it was a really good day. Lara Main, you know, another one that irks me, he's a quality, quality horse and he looked really well. And you know, he's paid six dollars the place, so there was certainly there's you know, certainly opportunities missed here, but for me, uh, Kappa Jack. Slightly down in class. Um, Maybe there's a race for him in the Flemington Carnival somewhere. All right, sounds very good. Mark Roden, do you have a horse to
0: follow out of the meeting?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'll stick with that one I mentioned earlier, Mr. Reckless. Maybe even back to the midweeks, up in weight, down in class, uh, could be the perfect uh, opportunity for him, but maybe even in similar grade on Saturday. Um, Uh, But yeah, he's, he's ready to win.
0: And, Rob, you've thrown out a few horses to follow out of the yard point of view. Is there one
2: that you're willing to stamp the next start?
1: <sighs>
2: not not really, mate. Um, I, I, I think the thing in the first will we'll keep going well, rule the world. Um, Kappa Jack, I want to see where it goes. Um, you know, I'll be watching Sunlight, Mizzy. I don't know what they can do with Sunlight. Jesus, 1500 back to wherever she's going to go, or maybe they'll put her out. But I don't know, man. I just sort of take it meet by meet I'm not you know it's, we're getting to, you know to this stage where a lot of these horses are you know fourth fifth up in a prep so you know soon soon they're going to go out and the, the b grade is going to come back and you know we'll, we'll just take it as it comes well, it is a busy week ahead Rob you'll be on course tomorrow
0: for the Randwick Kensington meet <laughs> uh, Mark for champion bets and winning edge investments what meetings are you attending to this week
1: uh, yeah, certainly Kensington tomorrow. Might have a quick look at Kembla, but I don't think I'll find anything there. Then um, that reasonable meeting at Hawkesbury on Oaksdale on Thursday. All
0: right, very good. So busy week all round, uh, Rob, Mark, it's been a pleasure as always. I hope you have a good uh, rest of the Festival of the Punt, and uh, we'll reconvene next Monday to talk about it.
2: Oh, before we go, Pete, can you talk to me about Shadow Hero? Three and a half units, you guys are obviously impressed. Was the coat... Had the coat come through?
0: Yeah, it, it, did looked, it, did it looked perfect, really did look impressive. But um, that race was just given a Damien Oliver masterclass of a ride. And uh, in the end, he just dictated to the entire field. And I think probably Josh Parr and Shadow Hero got a little bit lost back in the field there on, um, on a day where it was tricky at times to make ground... A few horses obviously were able to do it, like Melody Bell. But uh, depending on how the race unfolded, you dictated uh, the result. I think so. Yeah, that one went a miss, Shadow well, Hero.
2: I I was never confident. I was watching the tally, and well, obviously watching the tally. And uh, at 1, 1,200, thousand twelve hundred, Josh's hands were pushing the neck, Ooh. whereas I was hoping them they'd just be you know steady. Uh, and yeah, the horse I knew I was cooked a long way out. Um, Thankfully, Dico's, you know, Dico's Tipper. Uh, I had I had a decent crack on it, so I ha- had an all right, pretty good result on the race. But um, I think I'll never know. You know, I don't the, that horse Shadow here has never run on anything worse than like a good four. Um, so I'm I'm going to blame the track. Um, and in my mind, I was right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is what it is all about, Rob. And uh, in terms of your yard convictions, I probably wouldn't uh, go against them at any stage. Oh, cheers, buddy. All
2: cool. right, I'll catch you guys next week. We'll so- do. Good, good luck, like guys. Couple. Thanks, guys. See ya.